Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm so happy to have you here. We are presented by PlayUp Sportsbook. That's playup.com. Head on over, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. I want to apologize in advance if the sound doesn't, if the show, I should say, doesn't sound exactly the way it usually does. I'm in New Digs for a couple weeks, and the acoustics in here are awful. I'll do my best to make it nice and neat, but if I can't, you know in advance, but the product is going to be amazing. Michael Noonan's here. We're going to talk some NFL, man. What's happening? Nothing good as far as my NFL is concerned. Well, your NFL, the Minnesota Vikings NFL, that's Michael's world. He's been inhabiting it longer than I've been alive, not by much, and uh, most of you listening probably. And I think he's a little irked today, are we I'm not? I'm irked. Yeah. <laughs> More than a little hurt. Okay. So part part of the excitement when when your team cleans house, mm-hmm. and the Minnesota Vikings just cleaned house. They, they got did. they got rid of the general manager. They got rid of the coach, and hired brand new people with supposedly brand new vision, who just re-signed the biggest problem the Vikings have for two more years. Wow. And so <clears throat> I want to talk about the difference between a smart football operation and the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, okay. It was very interesting to me that the Indianapolis Colts had one year of Carson Wentz. Now, when they signed Wentz, I think you and I both thought that was a pretty good move. I did, yeah. Let you know. Let's see if what this kid's got left in the tank. Uh, let's see how it goes. This could be a really good move for Indy. The Colts watched him for a year and said, "This man is a stiff. He has no. <laughs> he has no leadership ability. Uh, the locker room doesn't like him." One year they took a look and they said, "We're done, Washington." You like garbage like this. Have at it. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Am I right? You're absolutely 100% correct. That's what and they did. That's what they did. They, 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 they dealt with him for a year. And, and, and really, according to what I've been reading, before the last two horrible games that cost the Colts the playoffs, they knew this, this, this guy wasn't it. Right. Minnesota has watched Cousins for four years at top dollar 
he has no leadership ability. He he has the personality of a jar of mayonnaise. Oh, now, come on. Leave mayo out of this. Go ahead. <laughs> He's a 500 quarterback being paid Mahomes money. You want to... You want to hear something? Let me run this by you real quick. I want to I want to set this up because I know this is going to make you make your day. As a starting quarterback in the National Football League, Kirk Cousins is 59-59 and 2, and he has amassed thus far, and I'm not talking about the money he's getting for next year. 231,669,486 dollars to be mediocre in the NFL. To be the definition of mediocre. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and to have already shown you over and over and over again, this is who I am. I throw a very pretty ball when everything is perfect around me, but when things are less than perfect around me, I suck. Right. Right. Indianapolis saw this in a year made their decision before the season was over last year, we're getting rid of this guy and we're going to find somebody somehow that can take us to the next level. Good luck with that. Well, that's what people in Minnesota said. Well, good luck with that. We're going to replace him with. What would you rather be? Would you rather be 500 forever or would you rather maybe take a step back for a year in order to get really good later on? Or do you want to deal with this garbage over and over and over again? Uh, Tom Brady came back yesterday. Yes, he did. What's the cap number that Tom Brady came back for Oh, I'm not following. I'm sorry. About twenty million. Yeah, twelve. Okay, twenty. That was his cap hit, right? That's that's what he's coming back for. Somewhere in that neighborhood, so that his team can get the band back together and make another run for a Super Bowl. Cousins has repeatedly refused to do anything that would enable the Vikings to take that next step. And what this tells me is that this isn't going to be a very good football operation because you have a new general manager and a new coach who's never been a head coach before who are arrogant enough to believe that every coach before them who's dealt with Mr. Mediocre has been lacking in some way, and they and they alone have the magic key that's going to turn Kirk Cousins into an NFL-caliber quarterback. Good luck with that. No, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's not, it's not that this guy lacks physical talent. He just he, he does not have the soul of a warrior athlete. He, he just doesn't. Uh, people don't follow him. People are not inspired by him. He makes no one around him better. So you'd better have 
the best you can get around him, but you're never going to be able to put the best around him because he's too damned expensive. It's a horrible move. And it's the first time in my life, Phil, first time in my life, everything around me is purple. <laughs> yes. I have purple shoes. My coats are purple. My pants, my jerseys, I've got purple everything. I've got Fran Tarkenton jerseys that go back about 25 years. I've got a Fran Tarkenton card, sports card, that you personally sent me. That's right, yeah. And a picture right. of me with his next to his bust. Yes, right in front of me on my computer. <laughs> this is the first time in my life I'm like, to hell with these people. Wow, that's a lot. San pretty good, or Los Angeles now, excuse me. Let's go somewhere where they want to win. Let's let's go let's let's you know I'm 63 years old, Phil. I know, huh? I mean, two more years of cousins. Hell, I might not make it that far. I don't I think he's going to either, though. I want to win a Super Bowl before I die. There you go. And you know, I, I was I was a huge fan, still am a huge fan, of a hockey team that spent years toiling. Uh, until 2012, when my beloved Los Angeles Kings finally won a Stanley Cup. Oh, you had to bring that up, too. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm a New York Rangers fan, but you all know that, right? <laughs> we were actually podcasting, remember? We were fighting about that. Oh, man. It was glorious. Yes, it was. But that's the whole point. That's how you build a program and build a franchise. You got to take sometimes a step backwards to take two steps forward. And that's like with anything else. They but, hire the right people. They put a plan in place about 2006, 2007, 2012 for the first time since I was a little boy listening to games on a truck radio in Southern Oregon. They won the cup. And let me tell you something. That was one of the greatest feelings of my life. Right, huh? Because you, you've been with a given team forever, and they never won. And when they finally break through, even though you had nothing to do with it except spending your money on gear, <laughs> it's a part of you, and it's, it's just a time of great rejoicing. We're never going to get that as a Viking fan. We're never going to get that. I, I was suggesting last night that we change the team name, but I can't use any of the names I came up with on on this program today. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could, but you're being well, kind. Yeah, but, but We wouldn't have a program much longer. No, probably not. But you know, the funny thing is, is when I saw that yesterday, <laughs> I went, oh, this ought to be real good today. I don't understand what they're doing there. Maybe they've got a plan to draft a quarterback, and maybe he's just kind of like a placeholder. They know? can't. They can't. Whenever you bring in anybody that might compete with Cousins, Cousins pouts. All right. That's why the last, since we've had Cousins, the backup quarterback's been a stiff. Okay. There's no big threat from Sean Mannion. But Kellen Mond... Who no one knows whether he can play or not. Um, th that that caused some rankling from Brother Kirk. 
And so, you know, they, they're stuck. It's going to be years before this team is able to recover. And it's going to take getting rid of this quote unquote analytics driven, collaborative, everything but football team. They're going to have to start over again, two, three years. It's a horrible move. It's just got me mindless. Yeah, I get it. You know, the funny thing is. It's fan. If you're a Colts fan, you should be encouraged that, okay, they swung and missed. I don't, I don't mind swinging and missing because it means you're in the game. But they had the brains to go, this guy ain't going to cut it. And we will find something else. Anyway, go ahead, Phil. Well, that's fantastic. You know, maybe the owner and the general manager have Kirk Cousins on their fantasy dynasty team. And Could, keep him in track so they can win some cash with him. He's a great fantasy quarterback because he racks up yards. But he doesn't rack yeah. up wins. And that's a big problem. He doesn't make the big play, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And they lose so many close games because Cousins just can't get it done. And that's a pity for Minnesota Vikings fans. You know, you're not the only fan of the Vikings that comes on this show. Uh, the guy that on Twitter, Big Tasty, yes. uh, Trevor, he's a lifetime Minnesota Vikings fan, too. He's from Minneapolis, so he's probably feeling it also today. But He was, he was affirming my tweets yesterday. Well, I'm glad someone did. Him, my regards. I'm glad you didn't. I will. I'm glad you didn't get banned from Twitter, though. That that was good. You you held yourself well. You you did well on that. But uh, there's a lot of fans out there who are a bit disgruntled this weekend. Not Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, because Tom Brady decided to unretire, and I don't blame him. Sometimes our our original jobs and original passions don't necessarily. Or the new stuff doesn't replace the old stuff. But he was only out for 40 days. And like you said, he signed for $20 bucks. That's a beautiful thing for Tampa Bay fans because he led the league in passing yards and touchdowns. And that's a good thing for Tampa Bay. They didn't know what they were going to do. I thought they were going to turn to Deshaun Watson. And I wonder what he's going to do. Because the Houston Texans want, listen to this, this is what they want for Deshaun they want three first-round picks, not to mention the fact that even if they get the three first-round picks, Watson has a no-trade clause, meaning he can veto anything he likes. He's getting paid $35 million for 2022, and he may not ever step on the field for Houston or anybody else because if he negates a trade, that's it. He can sit home and get paid. Something's not right with that picture. Yeah, there's a lot not right with that picture. Um, came out Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The Vikings were talking to Houston about Tampa, uh, about um, Watson. And I was like, okay, let's think about this. The guy's got 22 civil suits pending. Do you want to wear this guy's jersey? No. Oh. Do you want this guy to be the representative of the franchise that people associate with you? No. No. The guy is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
um, people, I mean, he's been gone for a year, so people don't remember. Uh, this guy is the opposite of Kirk Cousins. He's immensely talented. Uh, his teammates do follow him. He does make people around him better. But is this who you want to be associated with? Um, and the league's going to suspend him. If you remember back when Roethlisberger got in trouble, yeah, I do. I do. They didn't. He, he didn't have criminal charges pressed against him, but the league suspended him anyway. So you're gonna you're gonna trade the franchise basically for Watson, which under normal circumstances I'd be okay with. Right. I, because if you want to know what difference a quarterback makes, you and I were talking about the odds for the Super Bowl last week, right? Mm-hmm. And Vegas has taken every one of those off the board. Why? Because Tom Brady came back. Yep. That's the difference it makes. But understanding how people are, in two years, nobody will care. Especially if he wins. But I, I really had a hard time going, so what, what's, what's going to happen if Minnesota picks him up is, well... My my godson, being my godson, he'd go right out and get this guy's jersey for me. And he'd get one for himself. Do we want to wear those jerseys in public? Probably not. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. That's not who I want representing me. And as much as I, I, I don't, I mean, I've got a cousin's jersey, too. Uh, <laughs> Trey bought it for me, so I have to wear it. Every well, of course you do. Yes, of course. Um, but I think that's a, a big issue, but let's not miss the big point when we're looking at, at a Tom Brady, this guy's 44 years old mm-hmm. and he decides to play again and it changes everything about the national football league. That's what a quarterback with a difference, a quarterback can make. And that's why when you're indie and you go, we don't have the guy. We're moving on. Or when you're Green Bay and you have Aaron Rodgers, who has to be the biggest pain in the ass. I mean, you watch this guy on interviews. You watch him on, like, uh, Ken McAfee's show. Right. And you just want to slap him in the face. <laughs> yeah, he's very arrogant. Annoying. But guess what? He's also maybe the best quarterback of this generation. And you do what you got to do to sign him. And they did. But Deshaun Watson, I, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. Um, I'm, I'm guessing probably Carolina will will be the team that ends up with, with him. That might not be a bad play for them, though, because they'll probably bring back what's his Cam Newton for another season. And Cam could probably mentor him a little bit, maybe keep him out of trouble, but he's got a lot of, you know, and, and let's be fair, his, the criminal charges against him were dismissed. There were, they were turned back, no bill, all of them. But he's got a mountain of legal trouble ahead of him. And, you know, you don't want that kind of thing on your record for any reason. And even if, he wins in the civil suit 
there's going to be a faction, probably a large one, who still thinks he's guilty. And it's going to be a tough world for him. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't play again in 2022. I mean, I, I just... I wouldn't take a chance on him. I just, I'm sorry. I just wouldn't. Because even though we know he's probably not, he won't go to jail. That's a lot on your mind and over your head hanging. Man, that's a lot of money. And he maintains his innocence. Criminal charges were not filed. But still, that cloud of suspicion is going to be hovering over him for a very long time. Remember when you brought up Ben Roethlisberger? The same thing kind of happened to him. And then all of a sudden, it started to go away because, you know, he, he got married. And he has a coach that doesn't put up with that bull crap and keeps him out of trouble and good for him. But I don't know what to say about Watson except for the fact that he's freakishly good, though. And I think if whoever does land him is going to land an angry young man. And maybe he sets the world on fire. Maybe he torches himself. Who knows? But that's a tough one, man. And if that's a great point you made, too, is do you want to wear his jersey? And no, I don't. I don't. And I'll give you – we have we have a analogy to Watson in our own lifetimes of another young man who got into really bad trouble <laughs> and uh, went to prison and came back. That being Michael Vick. Michael Vick. And in this society, what Vick did is probably taken more seriously than what Watson did, unfortunately. That's something else. But you know what Michael Vick did do? He took that time while he was locked up to take care of, look out for number one and fix some things. And when he got out, he's become one of the biggest uh pet advocates and dog and cat animal advocates around i mean well he he pretty much had to right but you know what (laughs) but the end of the day is at least he did it and he's still to this day they still talk about him like that yeah i'll I'll tell you the other thing um as your listeners know uh, i i am also a pastor Mm -hmm. and i will tell you that if, if you're dealing with a, somebody who has multiple allegations of sexual impropriety that you know about, there's that many out there that you don't. Yeah. That's and you're, when you sign this guy, you are taking the chance that uh, you just traded your future away and six games into the season, here come three more people. That's never a good thing. Yeah, I just, I don't see it. I don't want to wear the guy's jersey. I mean, I want a new quarterback in Minnesota more than (laughs) I I can speak. I don't want him. No, that's fair. Um, Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos for a pile of picks. And players, too. That's a haul that Seattle got. They got, in the end, two first rounds two second rounds, one fifth round, and three players, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Font, and defensive lineman Shelby Harris. And somehow I don't believe, I don't feel like Denver got fleeced. You know, they went out and did what Minnesota probably should have done. 
went after someone, go get their guy, and let's go win while I've got three receivers who can run like the wind. I think it's a great move for Denver. Mm -hmm. In the NFL today, if you have that guy, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, Tom Brady, Herbert, they are irreplaceable. They're irreplaceable. I don't, I don't care what kind of a draft haul you get. If Russell Wilson can still play, and my, my concern, I only have one concern with this, is this guy's had the holy tar beat out of him for the last three years. Right. I, if he's still able to play at the level that we've seen before, then Denver comes out of it just fine, thank you. Just fine. Um, because the object is to win the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. That should be that should be the only goal. Every team, you're in it to do one thing. You're in it to win the Super Bowl. And you can't win the Super Bowl without one of those quarterbacks. And so Seattle, you look at their draft record for the last few years, it sucks. Absolutely it's terrible. Why do you think I that think is? So for the best of the best, if you're hitting 50% on your draft picks, you are doing great. Mm -hmm. There are times when, and I don't know why this is. I wish somebody would do a study on this. But it seems like all of your good picks come in one year. Uh, Seattle had that great year when they drafted Wilson. Um, Bobby Wagner was either the same year or close to it. They drafted within a space of two years a Super Bowl team. But from that point on, they haven't done much at all. Um, and why that is, who knows? You guessed wrong. I mean, look look at uh, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, Philadelphia's got a reputation of being a pretty good organization, smart drafting. Right. This is the team that picked Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. They were picked right Rager and then Jefferson. I'm sure they thought they were doing the right thing. They, they thought they saw what they needed. Turns out. They didn't. <laughs> should have looked a little longer, and I'm right. glad they didn't. But you can have all the draft picks in the world, but there's no guarantee that you're going to hit again on that guy. And if you don't, it doesn't. nothing else matters. Just that simple. So Denver, congratulations. Um, they're uh, going to be a good team in a division with a bunch of other good teams. <laughs> and it'll be fun to watch and we'll see what happens. But at least they have the hope that they can maybe go to the Super Bowl, which is what I don't have right now. So good for them. Yeah. But what happens if Russell Wilson gets hurt? That's the end. But that 
remains to be seen. We'll have to wait and see. But that was great stuff. I, I think it's a great move for Denver. I, I think Russell Wilson in a new spot. You know, maybe he was his face was getting a little too friendly or too familiar in Seattle. He'd been there a long time, got a Super Bowl, and he's leaving behind a couple of receivers who are pretty good, but he's going to a place where they have two receivers who are pretty good also and maybe a better offensive line, but we'll have to wait and see. Amari Cooper, he got traded to the Cleveland Browns for great a fifth-round fifth pick and a sixth-round pick, and that was a great move, right? Great move. Great move. Jarvis Landry, by the way, is free to seek his employment elsewhere is what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Um, Amari, I like Amari Cooper. I loved him when he was with the Raiders. Um, I don't get the impression from watching him that he's as much of a diva as a lot of these guys are. Right. But he is really good. Um, but Cleveland's problem is behind center. Yeah, that's a big issue. And, you know, a Kirk Cousins for the Browns in a win-now mode, maybe he would help him because he has some pretty good talented receivers. But then again, he has some pretty good talented receivers in Minnesota. And he has, well, a career 500 record. But, uh, boy, that's a good move, though. Because it helps Dallas because it kills a lot, $20 million off that cap. And now they can go out and do what they need to do. They're higher on C.D. Lamb. I think it's a kind of a mistake for Dallas in a way. I understand the cap hit and all these things, but I'm not so sure CeeDee Lamb is a number one. You know, most teams were doubling Amari Cooper and leaving CeeDee Lamb one-on-one. And I think if they have to double him now, if he's that main guy, that could get interesting for Dallas. But they do have some other receivers in their core, Michael Gallup being the main one over there. And they have that kid, what is his name, Dalton Schultz, the tight end. So they should be pretty good. And Cleveland, Cleveland got what they wanted. They needed a receiver. They couldn't afford Jarvis Landry anymore. And what you're going to have is another playmaking receiver in Cleveland who won't find the end zone because Noodle Arm and Dimwit, which are the same two, Baker Mayfield, who is has a football IQ of about a ham sandwich and an arm probably not as strong as the toasted bread it's on. I would say they're going to have the same issues there too. And then they'll finally realize that maybe Mayfield was not the answer. If they don't trade him, and I, there's a rumor that the Browns are going to trade him too. Yeah. They were supposedly in the, uh, Kirk cousins trade, uh, situation, which I, I would have been fine. And actually, would have been good for Cleveland because uh, Cousins played best with Stefanski. Yes, I agree with that. He did. And Cousins needs a really strong running game that you can do a lot of play action out of. He is he's a pretty good play action quarterback. Um, the problem being, again, you got to have leadership that lifts the rest of the team. Um, and they might have some players there that could do that. Miles Garrett, uh, I, I think is going to turn into a good leader. Uh, if he's not already, I, I don't know what they have on offense, but 
Stefanski's pretty laid back. Cousins has no personality whatsoever. But it would have made him a more functional team. The problem with Baker Mayfield is he just can't see. <laughs> right, can't, right. He's just he can't see over the line. And uh, and he's not mobile enough to to swing out and move the ball either with his feet if he has to. You know, well, he has to take a step out of the pocket side to side just so he can see. He's <laughs> relatively mobile, but what you do when you when you're doing rollouts like that continually because you have to is you're only you cut the field in half. Right. And you cut the reeds in half and it doesn't doesn't take long for a defense to compensate for that, which is what I think happened to Cleveland a lot last year uh, when May, Mayfield was playing. They put they uh, they tagged a joke who. Uh, so. They've got some weapons. Yes, they do. They've got a really good wide receiver, but they had one before named Beckham. And didn't do anything with him. No. You know what's funny is the Browns, they have these two playmakers, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., and they could barely find the end zone. I think two seasons ago, I think they combined for three touchdowns, if that. That might be generous. But I don't know. The Browns, that's a great trade for them. Now let me ask you this one. This is This one, I think, if Khalil Mack is healthy, is going to really boost... The Chargers, because they needed an edge rusher, and now they got one. And they got him for a second-round pick and a sixth-round pick. He did miss 10 games last season with a foot injury They had sur- that he had to have surgery for. Seems to be in fine shape. That was a good move. I thought that was a great move for the Chargers. Put him on the other side of Bosa? Oh, yeah. Come on now. With that and offense? What people don't remember... Uh, so Minnesota's in the same division, obviously, as Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so we're playing them twice a year. And when they got Khalil Mack, I mean, he was just a one-man wrecking crew. Uh, incredibly talented. And he hurt the foot, and he he was still playing, I believe, and you could tell there was something something off there. But when he's healthy, oh my gosh. And now you've got bookend pass rushers to go with that offense. Looks pretty good to me. I would think so, man. What a great show. What a great time today, man. Great stuff. It's gone fast. Yes, it did. It has to because I got to pile in a bunch of podcasts because I go back to the real world the real working world tomorrow. But great stuff. You can find Michael over on Twitter at Phoenix Preacher. And if you're so inclined and want to check out his website, it's phoenixpreacher.com. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. PlayUp.com, your one-stop shop for all your sports betting needs. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. And speaking of bets, all picks made on the Phil Nason Show are tracked at betstamp.app. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves, be good, and most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. 
Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.